0: written rules of facebook it cut all of our ad costs by over 70 percent how do you want to be able to take in all of this data that's around us some of these campaigns have
1: done up to 20 million dollars in sales i think this
0: is going to be the future for the next 10
1: years and now here is the win with your hostess serial entrepreneur marketeer and chief sexy boss heather havenwood Look, our whole world revolves
0: around our iPhone, iPad, Droid. You know they say we look at our phones on average 150 times a day? And if you're a small business and want to actually grow, you need to reach people where they're looking at and listening the most. Their smartphones. See, marketing via text messaging is a great way to start, and it's super easy. Just text the word START to 72000 to learn more about my friends at Mobit. They're marketing experts, and they will show you how to use text messaging for your business and to get more leads and convert them amazingly. Again, text the word start to 72,000. Again, that's text the word start, S-T-A-R-T, to 72,000. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Win. And today I have someone who is absolutely amazing. I've known for a long time, believe it or not. And he makes me laugh as well as, uh, you know, as smart as crap. So here we are is Adam Aransky?
2: <laughs> <laughs> smart as crap. I never heard that comparison before,
0: but hey. Out of me there. <laughs> you <laughs> can are. You hear, yes. Can you hear me? you are. Okay. And I don't mean that in a bad way, Smartasy. You. you are very smart. You crack me up. You're fun. You're smart. You're savvy. I love you. You're, it's gonna be a lot of. It's gonna be a good interview. So before we get started, I'm gonna tell people who you are, just in case they don't know who you are. Adam Urbanski is the go-to guy for expertpreneurs and successful service professionals who want to attract more clients, make a bigger impact, and better monetize their unique brilliance. His potent strategies are known to rapidly attract a flood of new clients, increase sales, and generate more profits. His students and clients often double, triple, and even 10 times their business, some in as little as 90 days. Known worldwide as the millionaire marketing mentor, Adam built and sold his first seven-figure business in less than 10 years, starting with only $194 and a limited ability to speak English. So we're going to talk about that. He now is a company that actually influences over 80,000 coaches, consultants, speakers, experts, and online marketers and entrepreneurs worldwide. And that's what this is about today. So we're going to talk about Basically, a tons of different things, but here is Adam with the Mark from the marketingmentors.com. dot com. Are you there?
2: Awesome to be here. Thanks for having me, Heather.
0: Good. So I, you know, I love bios. I'm gonna have the bio in the notes, but I have this hard time of like actually reading the bio because like you're sitting here, he's like talking about you, and you're like right next to me, right? But at the end of the day, you're really smart. You've been doing this a very long time. Um, you and I actually were met at a mastermind. From Alex Mendozian's mastermind. What year was that? 2005? I think 2006. Five, six. Yeah, that's about right. Maybe even
2: seven. Yeah.
0: It's been a long time. About
2: nine, ten years.
0: We're old. We're old. No, I'm kidding. We're not. Um, You know,
2: interesting lesson because the way to get into the mastermind was to make a $10,000 investment in what was it like a four-day course, Uh five-day course, right? Yes. And I've got to tell you, it's like, uh, you know, Alex and typical Alex style. I think he was hosting a teleseminar introducing the whole thing. And at the end of the teleseminar, he said, Hey, 10 people, the first 10 people that get in. Mm -hmm. I got to tell you, it's like, I saw it coming a mile away. And even though I know all the tricks in the book, you know, and, and the urgency and scarcity and all of that stuff, right? It, that doesn't mean I'm not susceptible to it. I couldn't look fast enough on my credit card. I mean, my, my fingers were flying on a keyboard. I was like, man, I want to be within that 10 people that to get into that group.
0: Well, and that, it was a great group. It was actually in his house. We broke bread at his kitchen table with him. It was a really good event. I wouldn't say event. It was just a group of, of people talking. But I agree with you. I think it's interesting. Would you not say, agree with this, Adam, that the best sales people also love to be sold to?
2: Oh, I love being sold. I, love- I, I so appreciate the art of sales when I find a good salesperson. I'll, I'll spend twice or three times the money because I, en- I love the process.
0: Yeah. No, I completely concur. Some, I actually the- have gotten mad at some people because they don't sell me. I'm like, why are you not upselling me? Oh, you know, I, you know oh. I'll buy that if you ask me. And they look at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, but you you know, you won't do your job, so I'm not buying.
2: <laughs> so, you know, I don't know where we're going with it, but I'll I tell you this. Number one, I think ser- sell, selling is a service. So someone who truly knows how to sell—they're being so much service to me that it's just I am just melting away. And number two, I hate when people don't know how to sell. You know, just recent example was buying a car from my kid. Uh, this was like three weeks ago. Uh-huh. I swear to God, we went to six dealerships, uh, four specifically. I was sitting right there, I said, "Listen, here's my money. Sell me the damn car." Are
0: you serious? They couldn't.
2: I swear, I, I've got a, I've, it's on my it's on my page on my Facebook page. I recorded like an hour long show with my wife going over step by step. Some some guys were just total morons. They literally just like you know made me walk out of the dealership. I'm like, look, I'm here to buy a car. I like the car. Sell me the damn car.
1: And they're like, oh. Blah, 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 blah. So like, what
0: were they? So this is a good point, right? It, this is a great point. So you said, hey, sell me what were they what did they go into they start teaching you something or do they start pitching you what did they do when you You said that to them what did they do
2: inability to build trust from mistreating me for totally invalidating my needs and desires and reasons for being there uh to just you know to to rolling over my first objections like that's too much for the car they go like oh okay i guess you know it's too much i'm like really that's all you've got i want the car you know, I, the car I ended up buying, I actually ended up paying more than I intended to, more than for any of the previous cars that I looked at. And I ended up buying it anyway. <laughs> because I, it wasn't about the price. It was more than I wanted to pay. Sure, it was more of a car that I wanted to buy from my kid.
0: But the guy sold you, or the person but sold he you.
2: he gave me the reason why this is a good deal and why it's a good option and why I should do that. I'm like, Psh, makes perfect sense. All right, sign me up.
0: There for it. It's interesting. Here you are in a sales environment. They can't even sell you. You even ask them to sell you and they couldn't sell you.
2: It was it was just fun. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, the guys was like, look, I'm here to make a deal. I'm here to buy a car. Please sell me a car. They can't do it. it. it, it this was the, the time where like three weeks ago in Southern California, 110 yeah. degrees outside. I don't want to drive to another car, you know, dealership. I don't want to walk to another lot. I don't want to test drive another car. I'm like, save me from myself. Okay. Right. I don't drag my kid to another dealership i don't want to you know go through the hassle please save me sell sell me a damn car
0: i think honestly in in the world of sales i think people are are constantly asking around please sell me please sell me i really believe that because i think you're right sales is a service so what would you say they were doing um wrong or what did the other guy do right that was the mind shift or the difference between the sixth one that you went to well
2: you know like so um Man, I'm just trying to, to, to uh, think consolidate all of this in a short statement, because again, okay. it's like there's so many things. This could be a show in itself, Heather. But number one, instant connection when you meet with someone. Like, how do you actually instantly connect from the minute they say hello? You know, they just they disarm you. And it's not about the car, it's not about the selling, it's not about the buying. You just connect with another human being. It's like, Jesus, everybody's so computerized with their phones and watching TV and whatever they're doing, they forget that in front of you is another human being and just wanna be connected, just wanna be acknowledged. It's just, you wanna be validated. Like, hey, you know, um, I'm here, you are here with two human beings. What are you up to? What's going on? You know, how can I be of service to you? Mm. Uh, That instant connection. The second thing, you know, it's never about the car, it's about what I want as a buyer. Right. So forget about all the features and whistles and bells and just, you know, ask me, what do you want? You know, what would serve you? What kind of problem are you trying to solve? Tell me, you know, tell me your deepest dreams and desires and frustrations. And if I can, I'll I'll solve it. You know, if I can't, I'll point you in the right direction. I mean, it really, that's kind of an instant connection. Someone who finally wants to know what I want. Radical you know what?
0: I, I, it reminds me of as, as an opportunity or a situation I had once and multiple times when I was actually looking for a car in the last two years. And I walk into a dealer and they would say to me, hey, do you know what you want? I'm like, if I knew what I wanted, would I be sitting in front of you? <laughs> Isn't it a little bit your job just to try to figure out? Or is it not just, just you, you ask a little? And I would say, oh, I don't know. And they would go, OK, well, let me know when you're ready. To, if you know what you want. I'm like, what? What? Isn't it your job to actually start the process of figuring out and helping me figure out what I want? You know what I mean? I found that really interesting. So I I get what you're saying. And the connection. The person I actually bought from was a female mainly because she became – she felt like a girlfriend. She started talking to me and just growing in your life. What do you do? That's cool. That's awesome. Just like a chat, casual conversation. And every time I talked to her, it was like a casual conversation. Um, I know what what she did to you. What'd she do?
2: She sexuated you. She
0: sex that is, this my is by new the way, a new
2: term for listeners. We just came up before we got live on the <laughs> on the show. Sexuasion.
0: Sexuasion. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna see if I'm trademarking that. You know that, right? I'm gonna trademark that. I'm now chief sexuasionist.
2: Chief she's ch- chief, chief sexuator. Sexuatoress. <laughs> that just doesn't sound good. No. It
0: doesn't sound good, but that's okay. That's okay. And I love that. So it actually goes to one point that we were talking, why I brought you on the show. Um, is that you do help people do exactly this, help them in multiple areas of entrepreneurship, but one of them is selling and one of them versus selling versus pitching versus teaching. And can you talk about that? You, you mentioned to me, one of your philosophies is stop pitching, stop pitching and start teaching. Let's go down that road for a second, the differences and, and how you help people do that entrepreneurship and how you can help us
2: yeah so imagine that you know a few weeks or a few months ago you were thinking of starting a uh, podcast right and I showed up and said, "Heather, give me five thousand dollars and uh, I'm going to teach you everything there is to know about the podcast you know would you give me a time of a day no yeah and instead of i said hey heather i've i uh, you know I've done successful podcasts, and I put together a guide on uh twenty one uh, you know, most profitable secrets of of podcasting that no one, not even the biggest gurus, are telling you about. And I would love to give you that for free.
0: Done, sold. Where are I sign up?
2: That's it. You see, and then I will say, look. By the way, you know, once you sign up, I will say, look i gave you I gave you twenty one most profitable secrets. But you know what? All the secrets have to be put together, put, put together in the right sequence. So what I've done is I sat down with a couple of friends and um, I I uh, essentially taught them everything that I know it's a three hour session It really I mean think about what podcasts can do for you. It can give you popularity, visibility it can it can book you on other people 's shows. It can uh, build you a bigger list, it can turn you into an authority. all of those things it's worth thousands, tens of thousands, maybe even millions of dollars to you in potential revenue over the course of you know the years you will be in business. I should really charge for those three hours my consulting rate twenty five hundred bucks an hour. Uh, so that would be like 7,500 bucks. You know what? I would love to put that three hour training A to Z podcasting system, how to make, how to turn, ide- how to go from an idea to profitable podcast quickly, blah, blah, blah. And you know, 97 bucks.
0: Ooh, wow. That's a great offer.
2: All right. So let me just kind of, let me come back here and, and dissect yeah. it a little bit. All right. So number one, is, you know, I didn't start with, hey, look how great I am. I said, I've got something that could be, I, I, ch- chances are you're looking for ways to learn about podcasting. So I've got something at no cost at all that will help you. Now, once I've gained that little bit of trust and I provided you good, good information, I said, look, this is good information. Those 21 secrets I just shared with you, they're awesome. Mm-hmm. And they're going to take you light years ahead from where you were. But you know what? If you're really serious and you wanna go even faster and even deeper, I've got something that's gonna help you even more. Right?
0: What's that? What's it, that? What's that? Tell me, tell me, tell me.
2: Well, this is the three hour training. This is why I really dissect the ideas. I talk about implementation and so on. And, you know, look, this would cost you thousands of dollars if I were to do it, do it with you one on one. But because I leverage the recording, you know, I'm able to give it to you fairly inexpensively and you're going to waste more money and more time trying to figure it out on your own. Right. So again, I'm being of service and I'm teaching you. I'm, I'm now it's teaching true you true. except I'm saying the advanced lesson is going to cost a little bit of money. It's kind of like you go to, you know, um, uh, man, I'm trying to think of a good example here. Uh, you know, you take preview courses somewhere or, you know, you go to a free workshop. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to take full workshop, full courses, uh, you know, you go to you go for a free preview of a college. You go on a campus tour, right? It's free. They'll even wine you and dine you. But if you want to go to college, you have to pay the tuition, mm-hmm. right? So just walking through the campus isn't going to get you a diploma. You have to sign up for the courses. So it's kind of the same thing. It's like we gave you the preview. We gave you ideas, what needs to be done. If you want to get the diploma, you need to sign up. But we started with the education. And then the value proposition always has to be right as well. So the value is huge, both in terms of your potential gain, in terms of, uh, you know, comparing it to other uh, alternative options. Like if you were to hire me one-on-one, it would cost a lot more. So if you compare all of that to the potential, to the investment I'm asking you to make, it's so small, it makes perfect sense, right? Mm -hmm. So always ask yourself, what's the biggest problem the person in front of you is trying to solve and how can you teach them first to start solving the problem?
0: So you bring about education, higher education, I'm going to turn that, your example into that higher education, which is a great one right now. So you go onto a a campus and you tour the campus and they're selling you on, I think, the value proposition is that at the end of this four years, their child is going to get a quote unquote great job. So they might spend $80,000 on education, but they're going to get a uh, $80,000 a year Right, it does a year educ a job at the end of it. Yep. right. So uh, I love that analogy. So what you're saying is the value proposition's got to be what two times, three times, four times bigger than the actual, uh, I guess, tuition.
2: I would like to say that it's got to be at least ten times for me.
0: Okay, ten.
2: I I like it to be ten times. Which, by the way, Heather, this is really a very interesting point, because uh, you know the great Dan Kennedy coined the term many many years ago that uh, the most successful entrepreneurs or many businesses that do well essentially they sell money at a discount. Right. And people often, especially people that are expertpreneurs or kind of solo solopreneurs, the spiritual folks, they kind of balk and then go, oh, you know, I don't want to be you honest, know, like so dirty. When you think about it, most of them have college education. What did college do? They sold them money in the discount. said, so, look, you you have you, you will increase your money earning potential by a factor of X when you have a certain degree. And that degree is only going to cost you this much right now compared to the lifetime of increased income. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh that's one part that you always want to think i totally lost my time, my uh, train it's of okay. thought so, Whatever.
0: well selling money at a discount so going down that education route right so if, it'd be different if i go get a bachelor of science in engineering from uh the local university versus getting it from yale okay or another university so you're right so why would i go get the same degree bachelor of science to so two different kinds of colleges and one's going to be let's say $20,000, I don't even know nowadays and one's going to be $120,000 because like you said the value of the $120,000 is is the the potentialness of making three hundred, four hundred thousand 400,000 or times well, that.
2: Absolutely. So yeah. now imagine you graduated from a, you know, Joe Schmoe University
0: mm-hmm. and
2: versus Yale University and you go and apply for a $125,000 a year job. Right. You know, which one which university's name uh is more likely to crack the door open initially?
0: Right, the yeah, Yale University.
2: Absolutely, right? So that's what they're selling, they're selling you the that's their brand. That's the prestige, that's their unique selling proposition.
0: Which is the selling the money at the discount, which is an yep. amazing, which is exactly yeah. So okay, going back to the value. So right so you're saying that in this particular process, the value has to be ten times, do you think ten times the amount of what you're offering. Is that right? I mean, explain that a little bit more because I don't think I said it right.
2: Well, absolutely. Um, so my actually, my point I was trying to make is this. I just don't know what I was going to say. Today, there's lots of conversations about selling higher ticket, higher dollar amount yes. packages of oh services and products, right? It's yeah. like you can't, you can't throw a rock without hitting somebody that wants to teach this. Now, here's an interesting thing. People think it's just enough to increase your prices and you're good to go. There's actually a lot more to it. But one of the strategies to successfully increase your prices without essentially changing anything that you do is to simply change your audience. Because Heather, the amount of money you can charge is directly proportional to the uh, 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 profit potential or the Mm -hmm. gain potential that your prospect has. So let me give you an idea, what, an example of what that means. Let's say that you are a, um, a, chiro, a, health, a holistic health wellness practitioner, a chiropractor type person.
0: Okay. Where for the chiropractor. This is perfect.
2: There you go. So now look, here is a um, chiropractor A. Here's the idea. And it goes, you know what? I can sell $15,000 a year annual you know, health and wellness packages to my patients. Great. Let me start doing this. You know, but the chiropractor A forgets that his audience is kind of Susie the homemaker. You know, so Susie had two kids. She decided to stay at home. Does a little bit of, you know, money of selling stuff on Amazon or eBay or whatever, you know, makes a thousand extra bucks a month. But meanwhile, you know, her husband brings, you know, brings home the bacon, so to speak. And they really don't have a whole bunch of expendable income. So, you know, Susan is making a thousand, two thousand dollars a month from her little online business. It's largely a stay-at-home mom. And now she's faced with the proposition of investing $15,000 to be, you know, at her peak health performance state. Uh, do you think she's going to buy it? No, she's not going to buy it. Hmm. Absolutely. Now, on the flip side, chiropractor B goes, you know what? Uh, I heard this idea of rather than selling people, you know, one, one appointment at a time or even buying them like 10 sessions or whatever, I'm going to sell them a health and wellness peak health performance package, $15,000 a year, you know, program. That they'll become, you know, I'll, I'll I'll, be like the concierge health, you know, holistic health professional for them for that amount of money. Now, who is more likely to who is and they started going like, who can gain the most from this kind of service? Who athletes, can I offer it to? I would
0: say premier athletes. Uh, I think of CrossFit people right now. Exactly. Yeah. There are so a lot of money on that right but now. But
2: now you want to go even farther and go like, okay. you know, what about a person who's running a small business? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of an amateur athlete. They're, you know, they've gotten the business to be successful. They make a few million dollars a year. They pay, you know, in the business, they pay themselves a few hundred thousand dollars a year. So it's, you know, a highly professional sales, highly successful sales professional. A successful entrepreneur. Again, they're paying themselves a quarter million dollars a year. They're kind of an amateur athlete, right? They play racquetball, tennis. They go golfing. They they do crossfit. They run a marathon. You know what? To them, it's bragging rights. The better they score in those achievements, it's bragging rights to all the bodies. To them, it's worth the fifteen grand to the peak, fit to be in the peak physical shape, and they have the money to do that. And by the way. To them is also another message, look, you wanna you want to continue to be healthy because mm-hmm. it's gonna help you improve your performance on a job as well. I love, help.
0: I love that. You know, what I also think about, cause I know one of my tra- a trainer that I used to train with, mm-hmm. uh, which some people think, you know, trainers don't make a lot of money. He particularly did the same thing, you, what you're talking about. He focused on elite athletes, specifically in golf. They have a lot of money. Yep. Yep. So he, uh, I don't know what he charged per hour. It was ridiculous because he focused specifically on the golf market, which they had money and you're right. I think golf is another one. Fifteen thousand dollars to be able to be elite performance. Well, you know, sometimes their purses are a million, two, three, four, I mean I mean, even the, the guys who were, you know, fiftieth on the list, they're still making a million a year. So yep. that's a that's a big one.
2: So the idea here is just to bring it home for our yeah. listeners, Heather, is that you get to charge proportionally mm. to the gain potential of your potential client. The smaller the gain potential, the less you get to charge.
0: Okay, so let's, uh, I love this. I'm going to go down a little further on it. Here's the question I have. What about, so coaches and clients? I mean, you, you get on LinkedIn or you get on Facebook any day of the week and it's coach, client, coach, 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 right? Life, coach, business coach. <laughs> I mean, you know, everyone's a coach, right? So how does a coach, because uh, I think there's a lot of people who are listening who are considered themselves a coach or a consultant, right? How does a coach or consultant do the same thing here? Use this principle um, in their business.
2: Oh boy, what do you I, on I the even spot? start with this? <laughs> what do I even start with this? So look, first, I mean, there, there's so many concepts that go into this, and that's why people take years to figure it out before they finally kind sure. of get some traction, right? But one concept is you've got to become a specialist versus generalist. And, you know, we all hear the example, if you go to a a general practitioner doctor, well, you know, he's running some sort of insurance type business, you know, he he gets whoever comes, whoever insurance sends to him, that's what he gets. Versus you get highly specialized uh, professional, highly specialized doctor. uh, And man, it's like a two month wait to get to the guy. He doesn't even take insurance anymore. It's all pay cash. And it's like, if you can not afford him, he doesn't care less because he's going to have a hundred other people lining up because mm-hmm. he's very highly specialized, right? And it's the same thing in coaching or consulting. The more broad your expertise, the, the harder time you're going to have positioning yourself as the go-to guy. The more narrowly you define how you can help people, the easier it will be for you to kind of penetrate and establish yourself. By the way, once you do that, What starts happening is kind of credibility by association or by assumption, which means um, that uh, when people come to you and they say, oh, you can do this for so-and-so, oh, I'm sure you can do that for me. So your your ability to help people starts expanding, and they come to you because they see your expertise in one area, but they assume that because of that expertise, you can help them in some other things as well, and you're going to be good at it as well. But to stand out, to start with, to penetrate the market, to get traction, you've got to get very, very narrow, you know. And uh, I call it talking your walk. You know, like people always say, oh, they, uh, they, they, um, uh, they do what they preach, you know, or they, uh, they talk the walk, right? Or they walk that they walk. People say they walk their talk. And I'm like, well, that's kind of in reverse. That's what everybody teaches that I think it's so fundamentally wrong, which is fake it till you make it. And people have really hard time with it. If you flip it on its head and you start saying um, that you talk your walk, the difference is you've done something first, either for yourself or for somebody else. You got good results with it. And then you show other people how you did it. And it can be very small, like an inch wide and a mile deep. And it works like a magic. So I'm going to give an example. I had a client named Michelle. And Michelle had just came out of family business that they ran for years and years and years. It was a multi-million dollar company, but kind of, you know, it was a family run, so everybody had a function in there. And said, so, you know what, I wanna be a business consultant. I wanna be like, what do you do? I'm like, great, but you know, I have 10 years advantage on you. He, the market is very different. You've gotta find, you can't just like show up and say, I wanna be a business consultant. It's like, nobody's gonna give you time of the day, right? You have no case studies, no credibility. You really, you know, can't particularly articulate the, the, your role in your family business Kind of how you helped them grow to millions It was there for generations So, you know, it's like How are you going to stand out? And then we come to discover That she's invested thousands and thousands And thousands of dollars In learning how to do things on social media hmm. And okay. uh, and I go, you know Why don't you just go that route? You know, just just do something specific with that And she goes like, nah, nah, nah I want to be this business consultant Eventually she comes and says Look, here's what I did in the last 30 days I added 1,000 fans to my Facebook page Uh in the last you know, 1026 fans without any advertising, uh without spending any money on it, and it was just super easy, right? Now, this is actually this is now a few years back. I'm just giving it as an example. When when there wasn't so much training on Facebook and when nobody really knew how to do those things, right? And I said, Michelle, you've got to turn around and teach this. So teach what? I said exactly that. How do I how I got 1,026 fans to my Facebook page in 30 days without spending many, any money on advertising.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: she goes like, nah, this is, this is like too simple, too easy, blah, blah, blah. Which, by the way, another principle kicks in. That which comes to you the easiest, you should be paid for the most. Mm-hmm. Right? She just did it. So she already knows how to do it. So she she's like, well, everybody knows how to do it. this. Is, I, I, that was nothing. It was so easy. Versus everybody else comes to you and says, wow, how did you do that? You did what? You got 1,000 people to like your page in a month with no one. How did you do that? Even today, people would still go, how did you do that? I had a page for six years. I have like 100 fans. How did you get it to a 1,000, right? How did you do that? People ask that all the time. That's your clue. So eventually, I, I swear to God, we're fighting like for 90 days. Finally, she gave in. So, okay, let me just teach a class on this. So she did a teleseminar. And Heather, within the next 90 days, she was everywhere. She was being invited to, you know, to do joint ventures, to teach on other people's workshops and live events. She went from the 60-minute presentation to create a little downloadable product, to create a half-day and a full-day workshop, to then create a three-day seminar, and then expanded that into a year-long coaching, uh, year-long coaching program, all because she found a narrow idea that she has already achieved something. She knew beyond the shadow of a doubt that it can be done because she did it. She analyzed the steps and talked other people through how she walked those steps before and realized that is my magic. That is my little secret sauce. I know how to do it. And it's super easy to me.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And other people, when they see me do it, they go like, wow, sorcery. How did you do that? And they want to pay me money. Well, great. I'll gladly take it.
0: So repeat to us the principle that you just shared.
2: So there are a couple of things. So number okay. one is talk your walk.
0: Talk your walk. Talk which your is walk.
2: Reverse what most people hear. They hear you know they're they're walking the talk, which means first they were teaching and now they go back and they're doing what they taught. No 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 no. You know that's like uh, again this is fake it till you make it. First you do something, even if it's a small thing. People build their first opt-in page and it converts really well. Great. Find a bunch of people that don't have opt-in pages and either teach them how to do it or do it for them. And that's going to be your secret magic penetration bullet, right? It's like you get right through. So talk your walk. That's the first principle. The second one, realize that that which comes to you the easiest, you should get paid for the most. Hmm.
0: That's and I'm which, throw... That which, say it again. i like not catching. That which comes to you the easiest, you should be paid for the most. Is that right? Did I say that Correct. Right? You got okay, that. Okay. Yep. Go ahead. Didn't mean to interrupt yep. you.
2: I'm gonna throw one more lesson in there, All and right. that is that to every third grader, a fourth grader is a god.
0: Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my god! I absolutely love that. Because and you know, that's so again, true. yeah,
2: we take you know what we know. Like I look at somebody who comes along and wants to offer me what I do, you know, I'm like, really? That's just like that. That that that's worthless, right? I know how to do it, but I have to always course correct myself and realize to my audience. Again, what I do to them, it's magic. I may take it totally for granted because I've been doing this for 25 years. You know, all of these ideas, all of those principles are so easy to articulate, so easy to implement, so easy to recognize opportunities in businesses. But to someone who doesn't know that, they just don't see it. They cannot even recognize it. So it's hugely valuable. And again, um <laughs> Nobody can be an expert on everything. So, other are areas in marketing and in business that I'm totally clueless about or not as knowledgeable about, you bet there are other people that are more knowledgeable than me. But what that means is that in the beginners often struggle with this beginner's mindset. They go like, oh, you know, I'm just getting started. There are people that have books, they have better websites, they have bigger lists, they have bigger names, and they feel intimidated. What they forget is that this is in the continuum of things. Just like they feel inferior to someone ahead of them, there is an army of people that's behind them that feel inferior to them. Right? Hence, the fourth grader is a god to every third grader.
0: I I absolutely love that principle because everyone can relate to that. I mean, everyone can... I can so relate to when I was a freshman, the senior was a big star. And then when you're a senior, you know, everyone's a little peon. But then the next year, you're a freshman at college and then the whole world changes again. You know what I mean? And I definitely can feel as an entrepreneur uh, in this particular space, online marketing, the moment, right? The moment that I literally call it a moment. I don't call it a day or a week. The moment I feel like I have it handled, <laughs> or I know a lot, there's something that changes, or <laughs> someone comes out with something that I'm like, damn, I don't know everything. <laughs> you know, it's so true. It's like, it's an ongoing well, conversation. Ongoing. Yeah.
2: And, and it's a great thing to realize that you don't know everything, right? It keeps us humble and keeps us it grounded does. that we have to keep learning. But word goes awry rise when we start comparing ourselves to others. Because, you know, in comparisons, we always lose. We'll always lose in comparison.
0: That is because very true. Because we
2: always see someone, you know, uh, taller, thinner, better looking, more hair. <laughs> in my case, it's very easy to spot, right? <laughs> so we always lose in comparison. But when, you know, Einstein said, everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, you know, everybody's an idiot. The...
1: <laughs> Wait,
0: so say that again? That was good. Say that again.
2: Everybody is a genius. Uh-huh. But if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will turn out to be an idiot.
0: Wow. Oh.
2: Right, so look at our, you know, our connection. Heather, you, you've done so much in the world of marketing. You know, if I went into like affiliate marketing and and stuff like this. You could dance circles around me. I don't know jack about this stuff. That's just not my area of expertise, right? And vice versa. When we connected originally uh, or recorrected originally just a while back, and I kind of walked through, you know, uh, packaging and selling some co- coaching offers. Now, that's my bread and butter. I noticed like the back of my hand. It comes super easy to me, right? So, um, again, that's my area of genius. You've got a different area of genius. That's what we all have to find. There's one thing that we can talk about, you know, with with, uh, no end in sight. We know, we know uh, in and out um, and uh, to everybody else Mm -hmm. kind of a good indication is people come to you and say, wow, how did you do that? How did you do that? Or they come to you and say, hey, can you help me with, or I want your opinion on that? You know, that just was an indication that they see an area of genius that you don't see and you kind of go like, oh, that no problem. Right? We naturally feel dismissive. We go, oh, I do that for free. No, 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 no. That's the part you should be charging a fortune for.
0: You know, and that's, uh, I'm listening to you and I'm putting myself in the situation, right? So for me, it's email marketing. Um, I mean, I've just done so many emails and email, I, I can't explain to you how many emails I've written, meaning I'm a writer, I write emails and write copy for emails. Like, I mean, there's been days I write five and six emails a day mm-hmm. for you know a couple different lists uh, and it comes so naturally to me and you know even last night I wrote a quick for me it was a quick little email and uh you know it pushed out to a, a local business and I had people go oh my god that was so good like how long did it take you to write that I'm like oh I don't know like 10 minutes you know it's like yep. because I know the art of email I know the art of there's principles, principles inside of email marketing and affiliate marketing and, and how that particular medium works. So I think you're right. I just forget because I've been doing it, in it for five or six years at so, this point. I, I so
2: sorry to catch you up, but sure, I see as a great example to kind of bring it full look, yeah, go ahead. right? Yeah. So now look, if you went to sell it as a service and you went to, uh, you started teaching kind of an average beginner, you know, uh, online marketer, They don't have a list. So, for you to teach them how to monetize, how to to make 10 times more money from your email list, they'll be like, "Uh, yeah, I don't have an email list. But now, if you connect with someone that's got a list of 20,000, 40,000, 50,000, 100,000, and they'll live off that list, if you could teach them 10 leverage points to 10x their profitability from that list, and you could go in there and analyze everything from segmentation to headline structure to, uh, you know, body copy to hooks to timing. I mean, you've got that thing figured out.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Sequencing, you know, autoresponders, stocking, uh, you know, b- jumping from offers to offers. I mean, you've got that thing figured out to a company like this. It's worth a lot of money because and everything, every single email they send out, you know, number one is it's costing them unsubscribes. And if that email could perform, you know, even at ten percent better, then that's ten percent to the bottom line for the same effort that they were to put into this. They just didn't know how to make it perform ten percent, ten percent better. You probably know.
0: Uh, yeah, I know exactly how to do that. Wow, that's hot. I didn't know. Maybe I should do that. <laughs> I'm writing down, like maybe I should teach people how to monetize their list. Yeah, because there is particular things to do in sequencing and timing and headlines. Um, God, there's so segmentations. I, I mean, you can go down that road forever in the world of segmentation. A lot of people don't even segment their list. Like, why would we segment their list? I'm like, oh my God. You know, or figuring out what I call reverse demographics. Nowadays, you can pull down your entire email list and there are companies you give that email list to and they will tell you, you know, That it's 60% male or 30% female, whatever, demographics, where they live in the country, everything. Because nowadays we're tagged by our email list. It's our address now. We actually know demographic, reverse engineering demographics via your email list. And then you can, you know, your avatar.
2: Yeah. So you see, imagine you went to a company that had a substantial list and it's probably, you know, again, You've been around marketing long enough. I am constantly surprised because, you know, I've been at it for so long that I kind of, again, I forget. I think everybody's a marketing genius. And I look at the companies, I'm like, you don't freaking have like marketing basics in place. How the heck did you get yourself to be, you know, 5 million, 10 million, $25 million a company? You have have no idea, you know, what marketing, you just got lucky. What the heck? Right? So there are lots of companies like this that just by sheer perseverance, You know, and having good offer, good product, they got themselves to be successful. Mm -hmm. But they could be doing three times, four times as much if they just had a little bit of marketing sense in there. So, again, their gain potential is huge um, based on what you could offer them.
0: Right for monetization, their email list, and that's a bit. So, what you're talking about, we're just taking this example, right? Is being able to shift the offer to a different audience, and I could increase the price point. Because it's based on a different uh, audience, they have a more ROI, right? So someone well, who has absolutely. a list of 100 versus they have a list of, like you said, a $5 million company, hopefully, hopefully, they're actually building email lists. I mean, sometimes you find yeah. out they're not even building an email list. So hopefully I mean, they have a $100,000 100, email list.
2: Yeah. I mean, Heather, there are companies out there that collect email lists and never do anything with them.
0: Isn't that right. ama- I know, you know, it's funny, my uh, boyfriend, I've been helping my boyfriend out, and he's been in business since 1993. I'm going to do the math on that. And uh, just in the last two years, he's just now getting emails. I'm like, oh, my yep. God.
2: <laughs> you know, there was this little company called Radio Shock.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Radio Shock. Yeah.
2: Radio shock. You guys used to be because they were out of business, right? Mm-hmm. But you know what? And they were one of the first companies who got smart. And when you were buying stuff from them at the store, they were asking for your email with your receipt. Yep, that's true. Right. People were kind of, you know, balking bulking a little bit. But they, they had a very, um, what's the word uh, I'm looking at? Um, mm-hmm.
1: okay,
0: a clump,
2: clumsy way of going about it, right? But nevertheless, they were collecting emails. Did they do anything with them? No, did you ever get? You know, I I used to buy stuff from Radio Shack all the time. Nope. All right. Did I ever get an email from them? Nope. Well, why the hell did you guys collect it? So imagine, there are companies like this today. Imagine Heather comes along and goes, "Look, guys, you probably have a million emails." Now that's at least another million dollar in rev, another million dollars in revenue. You know, would you be willing to kick in twenty five, fifty thousand dollars for a couple of days of consulting? I'm going to come and I'm going to engineer for you a million dollar payout from your email list that's right now doing absolutely nothing. And if anything, it's pissing people off that you're collecting it. Would you like to put it to a good use?
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, what's interesting about that as someone who's given my email address to companies out there, actually wanting them to email me on updates or, you know, what's going on with their company. It's almost like when I come nowadays, I come across a company for whatever reason, online, offline, whatever, and if I give them my email address, I am literally saying, hey, I don't have time to to go seek you out again. I need you to tell me what's going on, i.e., I need you to Absolutely. reach out to me and tell me what's happening. Reach out to me and tell me if there's something new that you think I might want to buy. It's not my job to come back to you. You know what I mean?
2: Absolutely. So look, talking about win the name of a yeah. show, right? If you want to win more and win bigger in business, yeah. if you just fix this one thing, your email follow up, it's so easy and get good at it. You know, and it's like I'm, I'm, I am i kind of feel a little bit of like a hypocrite because over the last couple of years, I got a little clumsy with my own email follow up and I'm <laughs> fixing it. I'm like, I got lazy, right? I got uh, complacent. But let me tell you, and, and everybody can relate to this. Think about over the last five years alone, mm-hmm. how many companies you've done business with? And how many of them consistently send you follow-up emails to this day? I can tell you, because I know specifically in my case, two companies out of probably dozens and dozens and dozens.
1: Really?
0: I can
2: tell you exactly who they are. One is a uh, a bed and breakfast in uh, Saluda, North Carolina, that I spent a couple of days uh, masterminding. We we had our retreat hosted there. This is probably now five, six years ago. To this day, every week, I get an email. And I'm you know, I'm not going back to Saluda, North Carolina, to that particular place. But an email is interesting enough that I still keep being subscribed to it. Crazy.
0: That is crazy. Right?
2: Yeah. And they offer, like, local dining things. It's like, I, mean, I can't go in there and have a dinner at this place. And another place is actually a local massage place that I went to. And uh, funny enough, it was a Groupon deal that I got on, like, three or four years ago. You know, when Groupon got really hot, I'm like, well, let me test this Groupon thing. Is this really worth its salt, right? And the place was actually very amazing. And man, their, their follow up is freaking crazy. Again, four years later, I'm still getting messages that brought me back to them multiple times mm-hmm. because they stay in touch. They stay in touch.
0: I love your bed and breakfast uh, example because just like you, first of all, five or six years ago, you actually remember the location of the place. Right. Yep. And probably the name, because why you've been getting emails, not because your memory is that great. Maybe it is. But most people five or six years ago, oh, I went to some bed and breakfast. I can't remember where Uh, just tells you right there. And if I ever said to you, hey, I want to do bed and breakfast in the North Carolina, what do you think you're going to do? You're going to refer that's this a, person. That's
2: the place to go to.
0: Exactly. Because <laughs> they've been, you know, you've had them in a the top of mind for so long. Um, It's a it's a great point to monetizing your email list. Is a so you're, you're saying, just going back to your point, right? Going back to your point is being able to something that you do very well all the time. Myself, I do it all the time. I should be able to be paid the most for it and be able to package that and offer that up uh, to a different audience for a larger fee. Correct. Cool. Oh my God, that's really hot. I'm taking notes, by the way. And so, your one of your philosophies I wanted you to bring up to just to kind of one of our your last philosophies is make money first, build your business second. So talking about what we're talking about, repackaging, can you can you uh, mirror that or take that philosophy and put it onto our example that we're talking about here?
2: Well, yeah, so again, this is, uh, I, I think we all make this mistake as entrepreneurs. We try to build business. We try to build, and, and by thinking about business, what do we think about? So I remember my first consulting business after I sold, I used to be in the restaurant uh, industry. And then I sold it, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be in a coach and consultant. So what do I need? Well, I need a better desk. I need a better chair. I need a better computer. I need a phone system, right? I need a website. I need a business card. I need brochures. Before you know it, it's thousands of dollars. And will any of those things get me any money? No. Absolutely not. And then I start thinking, okay, well, what do I actually want to sell? So then I go back about creating things. Like people go, okay, I need to write a book. I need to write articles. I need to do that. And then I go, okay, well, where's my audience? completely back-ass backwards. Instead, the fastest path to cash is to find a person that has a problem that you can solve and offer them a solution. You don't have to have the solution. You have to offer it. When they buy, you create a solution. So, you know, the first time I did it, that's probably about just about a time we met. And uh, I've been kind of hoeing and humming and wanted to build, you know, a leveraged coaching program and I finally pulled the trigger. It was just about the time we first met, about ten years ago, and uh, you know, and, and it was essentially my pitch. I I put together a bunch of binders. I like to take notes in uh, some of those uh, yellow uh, page, yellow colored notepads. I've got like dozens and dozens, stacks and stacks. So what I did, I actually shot a video, and uh, I'm going to tell you this like this is the funniest story. So the video was. I put all the binders that there, all the courses that I bought. I literally just hundreds of thousands of dollars in self-study courses. And then I put the stacks of like, you know, each one uh, three feet high of those yellow notepads. And they were on the desk. And then I got, you know, on camera. And man, it had to be one shot because I was not about to stack those things together. I said, look, what would you rather do? Would you rather invest, you know, decades of your life, hundreds of thousands of dollars, to get all of this stuff and then fish through it to see what's useful to you or that i like pushed it off the desk i said would you rather just get to the twelve step process that over the course you know twelve points twelve little tweaks that over the next twelve months can accelerate your business from this point to the where you want to be all right which one would you rather have and uh... then from that i brought people on to back there was back then it was a tele-seminar in a Seminar, I made a pitch and I sold it for six thousand dollars. And uh, people, you know, sixty-three people bought or something like this. It was like three hundred thirty, three hundred sixty thousand dollar payday. And then I looked at myself, you know, in the mirror the next day I said, Oh shit, now I've got to put the program together. <laughs> I literally had nothing except for, you know, that video, a teleseminar, and an order sales page. That's it. And a bunch of notes. Right. So from writing a sales letter, I knew what I wanted to teach, but none of it was put was put together. Now what did I need that first month to to deliver the program? I needed the first lesson. And then I had another month to create a second lesson. And then I had another month to create a third lesson. But I got paid up front.
0: Ooh, that's key. So what do you think in that situation? This is really cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna I wanna dissect a little bit. What was the you call the the problem that people had and what was the solution that you were offering say that again so what was the solution was what we what was the solution you're offering what Got do you it. think so their in, problem, in that case yeah. it was
2: the same thing you know i would this is essentially selling money at the discount but the problem was overwhelmed too many ideas too many conflicting concepts um, and just like not enough time to consume all of this. So I was selling speed, simplicity, clarity, uh, and execution and convenience. Right, I'm going to just take all of this potential info floating out there. I'm going to dissect it and uh, distill it into the essential steps, and I'm going to deliver them clearly, quickly, and give you an exec- executionable plan for every one of those steps so you don't have to muddle through it.
0: Also, wow, that's a huge Okay, so the the people had overwhelmed, there was a lot of data out there and then your solution was speed, clarity, convenience, and then they were going to have actionable steps and people yep. paid you $6,000 for that a problem to be solved.
1: Yeah,
2: I mean, when you think about it, the year-long program like this, it's a bargain for 6 grand.
0: Oh, yeah, it's a huge it's a huge bargain. But they paid you up front for a year-long program now, was a program or was it coaching? And I'm wanting to dissect it because I want people to hear the difference between were you offering a coaching program or a problem-solving program?
2: Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Great, great question. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is where we go into like the analysis of an actual pitch. And this uh-huh. is where most people really screw up because they talk about how things are delivered versus what people get. So when you ask what, you know, what did I sell? You know, I didn't, you see, this is funny because I didn't tell you I sold them a coaching program. I sold them, I told you I sold them clarity, speed, convenience, execution, right? Right. That's what they got. That's what, that's what I sold them. That's what they got out of it. I sold them more successful business in shorter amount of time with less effort. That's what I sold them. That's what they bought. Now, how it was delivered which is only about 10% of your overall pitch because people do want to know what they get. I mean, how are they going to get it? How are they going to receive it? Right? But most people flip it and they talk for 90% of the pitch. They talk about how it's going to be received. Oh, you're going to get this beautiful binder and a 77 CDs and then 120 audio, you know, hours of coaching. It's like, really? Oh, you're going to come to this three-day seminar. It's like, really? I would rather stay at home. I want to go to a seminar. And I will go to get what I want out of that seminar, but the seminar itself is not that attractive. Come on, don't get me wrong, right? So uh, so how it was delivered, that particular program, you know, once a month it was a training session. Uh, once a month it was a coaching session, group coaching session. Once a month uh, we had a, a smaller group kind of masterminding that were clients were essentially um getting in smaller groups by themselves, my presence was not required, and then once a month I had open hours. The people could dial in, I had three hours to window where they could dial in and just chat with me directly privately, that's it. So I actually, at the time, I remember I was, uh, I, I gave it a testimonial to someone who was teaching others how to do something like this. It was essentially being paid $25,000 a month to get to work one day a month. The program was taking one day a month to deliver. Everything else was just, you know, my time to uh, do whatever, to promote, promote it to other people, you know, grow it uh, otherwise. Uh, But the delivery of that program was really down to one day a month.
0: Wow. That's not where you started. That was somebody else. Or was that where you started?
2: No, that's kind of what, you know, that's how it's when I, when I reverse engineered it, when I looked at, okay, how many hours goes into delivering, that's what it was. But that wasn't my first program. There wasn't like the first, you know, I, I started in 2000, this was launched in 2006, I believe so.
0: Well, so that's, I'm breaking it down for people. So people, the difference of the pitch is 10% is the structure and repeating what you said, 10% is the structure and would you say 90% is the other piece, which is what are they really getting? They're getting clarity. They're getting convenience. That's the 90%, right? Well,
2: there's more to it, right? So there's not yeah, quite sure. 90 because there is other things in there like risk reversal that needs to go into your pitch. Uh, there are things like um, what I call auctionizers and value stockers. Mm-hmm. So this is all part of your point. So just so people know, what's the value stocker? I say, you know, Heather... Uh, We talked earlier about this hundred dollar course that's going to teach you everything about podcasting. Right. And you like right there, right there on the line, right there on the line. uh, But you kind of hesitate. By the way, Heather, you know what I'm also going to do. I'm going to I'm going to include three email templates that I use successfully to get through busy inboxes, stand out and get attention of really, uh, you know, a listers that I wanted to interview on my podcast. Would that be viable to you if you knew exactly word for word? And by the way, I'm also sending you a 10-minute explanation of those emails that dissects the psychology behind them so you can quickly use them in your business. Now, if you were to hire a copywriter to write you things like this, probably is the $500 to $1,000 value. Outlet. That's my gift to you, right? right. So that's a, that's a value stocker. I just made that hundred dollar offer better. You probably want those. You probably want the whole program just for the freaking email.
0: for exactly, just for the email. Right? It's exactly. like, What are the
2: emails? I want to know what uh, the
0: emails. Right. <laughs> I've done that before. I bought things just because I want the bonus.
2: <laughs> yep. And then, and then I'm going to do an actionizer, and an actionizer is something that causes you to because you may say, "Well, this is great," but you know what? Let me think about it. So this is awesome, but I left my credit card at home. You know, uh, yeah, I'll come back and buy tomorrow. Because there's no urgency. If people can wait, they will always wait. We'll always procrastinate as human beings. So you need an actionizer. An actionizer is, Heather, you know, I so want you to succeed that I'm going to do one other thing for you. And that is, I have already arranged with 10 Mm A-listers in your industry that are looking to be interviewed and that are willing to be interviewed by beginner podcasters like you might be yourself. And when you purchase, when you in, make make that $100 investment right now, before this presentation is over, before we part our ways, I will actually give you 10 introductions, name, emails, phone numbers, and they will be notified that you will be connecting with them to invite them on your show.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's a great actionizer.
2: That is priceless. priceless. I mean, I'm essentially, I'm essentially handing you over ready-to-be-interviewed guests.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, that's hot. That's All right, sexy. there we go. Oh, my gosh. Ta-da!
2: You probably, like, you know, you rob somebody next to you, like, say, give me your credit card.
0: Give me your credit card. Right? I need a credit card now. Guys, <laughs> Starbucks starts grabbing. Right. I need your Starbucks.
2: So, so that's also part of your pitch. So you need to factor that in there. So that probably takes another, you know, 25, 30%. So you end up, your actual pitch, like, what people get yeah. ends up being about 50 to 60%, and then the rest is comprised of those other components. But still... To make the point that we kind of uh, started originally, that how you're getting it delivered, the structure, uh, that's only a small percentage. And people really, you know, because we put so much effort into creating that structure, we think that's the most important thing.
0: Yeah, it's not.
2: Case in point, Heather, I think I shared it with you. Uh, You know, one of our core programs is a $12,000 offer. Many times people come into this program, never having talked to me before, because they talk to one of my what we call business growth advisors, right? So they have a conversation. They say, yes, they fork over $12,000. Now, the funniest thing is they don't even know what the heck they bought until about email six or seven, which says, hey, by the way, here's what you just bought, which is like a week later. (laughs) They literally have no idea how it's going to be delivered in most cases. They know they, you know, not like they completely don't know they have a clue, but they don't have all the details.
0: Right. Right. And they
2: don't care because that's not what they bought.
0: So what do you what what is the feeling that they bought then?
2: Well, the feeling is always the same for us. It's the clarity, it's the speed, it's, uh, you know, the ability to being understood and have a solution for your problem, the confidence that we can boost, you know, we can boost the business, we can improve the results All of those things, those are the things that really matter. People want to know that they are understood and they want to know that you have the confidence that you can fix the problem, can help them. Ultimately, selling is about transference of confidence. That's really all there is. And we we do have conversations with folks that, look, we can take the next 15 minutes and go through all the minutiae of how it's delivered. Uh, Do you really care how it's done right now?
0: Nah, nah. I mean, it's it's like uh, the car. It's like a car, back to your car example. Yep. They want to feel... A particular way when they're driving the car they want to feel safe they want to yep. feel particular things the transfer of confidence now yep. do we need to teach you how to drive yep. no not yep. really well you know.
2: case in point with the car we started that story with the car right so yeah. one of the dealers you know we can go for a test drive now remember this is this is a a car from my 21 year old daughter All she cares is that when she plugs her iPhone in, it's like this whole thing lights up like a Christmas tree, right? (laughs) This guy totally ignores the connectivity package in the car. And then we finish the test drive. He goes, well, let me show you under the hood. I'm like, dude, you got to be freaking kidding me. You know why we buy a new car? Because for the life of the car that I will have it, I never want to open the hood.
0: It's true.
2: Does she? I mean, that's the whole. I could buy a whole clunker, and you know, she'll be under the hood of this car, you know, all the time. That's not what I want. I want a car. When she gets in, she puts the, you know, gas, turns the key on, and the car goes.
1: Right. Always. Always.
2: Right. We never look under the hood. We never once will get it open. Not once. What do I care what it looks, what it looks like underneath? <laughs> and that's what most people go like. Well, let me show you what's underneath. What's under the hood? I'm like, really? That's I don't sad. care what's under the hood.
0: Right like what does it perform does is, is it create confidence is it safe is it I mean there's different things right actually that's really funny about the hood thing because I agree with you that's kind of like the teaching like okay let me tell you you're going to get one email a week you're going to get one month like this you're going to I mean they start teaching the 10% part of the structure and, and people, yep. you lose people it's like it's out here's the structure you're going to get everything in the email don't worry about that part there's a lot to it here it is da, 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 da. because
2: you know the structure is the hard work right And it's, you know, we we, don't
0: sell hard work. You can't sell the hard work. It's kind of like selling a a college, is another one, the college example. (laughs) You know, you're on campus, your parents are all happy. Look how beautiful it is, all manicured. (laughs) Looks gorgeous, you know, and then they don't tell you, you're you know, you don't even see the campus after like two weeks. You're just looking, you're exhausted, you're tired, you're inside the buildings, you're, ah, right? You're looking at the book. You're not looking at the building, you're looking at a book, right? So, it's the same thing. <laughs> you
2: know, we all unconsciously know that there's going to be work involved. We don't need to be reminded, right? right. We don't want to be told that. And, you know, the work scares us. So, and, and in the selling situation in particular, you know, we are this scared of making any changes, making a wrong decision. And on the top of that, you pile up all the info about how hard it's going to be. Of course, people are backing out. Instead, you want them to really start thinking about all the amazing possibilities and you know boost the confidence that it is possible uh that they can do it that you'll be there along the way with them and you know remind them why do they want to do it and and ensure that they want that they are ready to make a decision to do something about the the problems or you know going after the dreams they they you don't need to remind them it's going to be hard work not in that particular moment
0: oh that's so true absolutely Well, Adam, I'm going to wrap it up. We're at an hour and we have been chatting and talking this whole time. Um, I just have to say this has been profound and I kind of want to uh, leave with the, I'm going to repeat the three different philosophies and the other ones, there's other ones, you know, please add to that, but stop pitching and start teaching that which comes to you the easiest. You should be, you should be paid for the most and make money first, build your business second. Any last words on that? Are principles you want to add?
2: Well, we put one in there that, um, man, I'm having like brain seizure today with you. What's going on? It's
0: okay. There's a the, ton of the, them. Sex, I have a bunch
2: of notes. The at the beginning. The like, sexuation. Totally
0: <laughs> sell, uh, money said, that, sell money at a discount. Sell money at a discount.
2: Sell money at a discount. And to every third grader, fourth grader is a god.
0: Yes, every third grader. I have that Did one Did we too.
2: talk about the uh, talking your walk? I think you mentioned yes, that one. Yes, and yeah. talk
0: your walk. That's about it. That's about it. That's a lot. That, that is a lot. five
2: of- years of uh, hard labor of discovering those things as an entrepreneur forked over to you for free.
0: For free. Better and now I did hypnotize you. Go check you out at where can they find you? If they say, yes, I want your $12,000 program, where can they go?
2: Uh, just go to com and connect with me there. Uh, If you go to demarketingmentorscom forward slash start, I think that's going to give you a nifty little blueprint that we use. Essentially, again, I'm just kind of peeling the curtain over and saying, hey, look, here's how we do it in our business. That's going to be likely very helpful to you. Again, uh, if I remember correctly, there's info in there about how we build rapport with clients in self situations, kind of my own business model. Uh, ways to get clients and so on. So, and other than that, find me on social media, Adam Urbanski. I'm on Facebook probably the most and then on Twitter a little bit and then on LinkedIn.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Adam, for being here and giving, giving, giving so much value. I, I can't even explain how much. Thank you very much. And thank you for being on The Win with Heather Havenwood.
2: Absolutely. Thanks for having me here. And to everybody listening, listen, stop chasing people, start sexuating them.
1: Thank you for listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Interested in coaching with Heather? Go to heatherhavenwood.com and sign up for a business discovery consultation. Here is your free gift for listening. Get three audio chapters of Heather's book, Sexy Boss, How Women Empowerment is Changing the Rulebook, when you text the word SEXY to 7200. Again, text the word SEXY, that is S-E-X-Y, to 7200 and receive your three audiobook chapters. Number is good only in North America. For outside the USA, text SEXY two plus PLUS1. 323 457 double, 2288. Double, Text sexy2 plus 1 Long distance charges may apply. Heather wants to hear from you. Questions you want answered on the show. Comments. Interview requests. Email media at sexybossinc.com or leave a private voicemail. 51 Boss is me. Again, the number is 512-677-4763. Check out all of Heather's sites. Heatherhavenwood.com Sexybossinc.com E2Lab.com DatingTriggers.com This is a Sexy Boss Wrap. This podcast is a copyright of Havenwood Worldwide, LLC.